Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 31, where we're going to take a step back and talk about how each of us got started. So what's going on, Martina and Steven? I'm pretty excited to start this topic, I think, to hear about your guys' stories. I don't know how I feel about talking about myself for an hour, so we'll mm, see how it goes. I think I think we can make this work. I think we can make this work. We'll just make everybody listen to you for an hour, and we'll just shut up. That's a good idea. We Put just even let more pressure on me. Yes. Let's just let Martina talk for an hour and no one bother her. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Ready, set, go. Let's go. do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a TED talk, but not. All right. What's going uh, on, Stephen? Uh, not much. Not much. It's Saturday, so it's that's always a good sign. No, no official work to do today, but that's always subject to change. So as of right now, we're podcasting. Hopefully, nothing will change that. Trevor, now you talk about yourself. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah. Trevor's just sitting there like, mm, I, I told you, I'm just going to listen. You're just going to, oh, okay, okay. You're going to let Martina talk about herself? Not really any big plans today, thankfully. I have some projects to try to work on, but we'll see how far I get on them. I'm painting a sign that is taking forever because it's like seven different colors. Mm. But then each one has to be painted in the template. Oh, that sucks. And each one gets like two coats of shellac and three coats of paint and one coat of finish. So it just takes forever. Yes, that that is very, very true. So Unfortunately. I need to I work mean, on that. Is it any worse than your butterfly sign? Because I still think that yes. that one was probably the worst. But the butterfly sign was mostly acrylic paint, so I could paint a layer and then it was like almost immediately dry. Yeah, but then you have to paint painted, all the butterflies. Yeah, the the hand painted butterflies though, you can't just. But I could get gone. all the painting done in one day versus, now where I'm it's stretched over an entire week. Well, very true. So, it is what mm-hmm. it is. So, what are we watching this week, or what have we watched this week, Trevor? What you, what you got, man? I watched more of Taking the TV Show, which okay. is good. Typical, like, you know, CIA, NSA, FBI, un, you know, off the grid or off the uh, whatever they call it, where it's, you know, clandestine ops or whatever, uh, that kind of TV show. And then I watched uh, some throwback Scooby-Doo with my daughters, which is awesome all the time. I have probably, I think I counted them. I think I have over 30 scooby-doo movies from like your like when you're a kid part of them from when i was a kid and like all the way through growing up so you have a vcr still actually all of them are dvd okay i was gonna say i'm pretty impressed with the most techie one of us i do have having a vcr, a VCR. i do he might it's be built into an old tv but no, the... it's not that he's part hoarder. It's just he's he's is his own brand of nerd, so he's oh. definitely gonna have a VCR. Well, he's also cheap, so the TV probably still works, so he won't no, get rid of that's it. That's true. That is very <laughs> true. That is very true. Yes. There's nothing wrong with being cheap or frugal. <laughs> Don't hate. How many miles are on your Civic? <laughs> uh, one hundred and I think it's. I don't remember if it's like in the hundred and thirty thousand to sound. It's somewhere it's not, between one hundred and thirty thousand, hundred and forty thousand. I think that's not as many as I expected for how long you've had it. That's what everybody says. It's <laughs> the car is. Let's see, the car's going on fifteen years old. It was my first car, so 
Dang. We have a 04 that we've had. That's what year mine is. I think 2005, and I think it's not even to where you're at. And it's a Corolla. So that thing's going to, you know what I mean? It's going to go forever. See? Then mine's not so bad because mine's a 2004. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now so now I can say mine because I drive all the time. I have an 09 Chevy Silverado, and it's just under 200,000 miles. But you drive well, for work. Yeah. I do drive for work. But there was almost an entire year that I didn't put more than probably maybe like five, ten thousand miles on it. So there was yep. almost an entire year that I didn't hardly use it. <laughs> when Blair. I was when, I was gonna say when I was off for my off work for my shoulder, I never went anywhere. So it would be like eight to ten weeks before I would fill up my vehicle with gas. <laughs> I had the period of college. So there were four <laughs> years when yeah. I couldn't really drive mine at all. Mm. So yeah, there, see, I, I probably put 10,000 miles on it over the course of four years. Yeah. <laughs> it's been good. It's, if anything, it'll probably fall apart because of rust from being in Indiana versus... That's true. You know, well, now your paint's just going to fall off in Vegas. It's, well, I've already got paint issues before I moved here from people, like, hitting my car <laughs> when yeah. it was parked in the parking lot and then just running away and va- basically vandalizing my car. And then I had a hailstorm come through South Carolina while I was at the airport, and it destroyed my the whole bodywork. There are it looks like a golf ball. I remember that, that but I don't a, really care. Yeah. Like it still drives from point A to point B. So there you go. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I got a dent. I must have a new Beamer. Like I don't care. I went to the BMW manufacturing facility we have here like in the last few days, and it's just a sea of BMWs, and all I can think is, I would never own any of these. These are so ugly. Like, they're just an ugly car. They really are. Some of them are. Actually, one of my friends at work, he had a fully paid-off, like, three-year-old Jeep Cherokee. And he's like, eh. And he traded it in for, like, a brand-new Tundra. I'm like, okay, well... Tundra's that the joke was... of a truck, too. Well, it's not that. It's that <laughs> you you had a fully paid-off car that's only three years old, and you went and you went back into another car payment. That I, To me, I just would never do that. But more power to people that want to be indebted to their car, I guess. It's different <laughs> if you, like, you need it, like you right. don't have a car and you need it, or your car does not fit the needs you have, but he never uses it as a truck anyway, so... But you know he's got to say he has a truck. It's like hey, that's you know it's like a, it's like a ha- like half a truck because I mean a Tundra is not really a truck. But, the one thing know. I did notice while living in South Carolina was like every it was like three out of four people had trucks. I swear it was crazy. It's because we got to carry stuff around. Well, I'm not gonna discount that. It was just amazing. And then there were some people that had trucks that actually, like, I could fit my car under their truck. <laughs> oh, that's just... that's. We just have a, a lot of those in the Central Valley, too. Yeah. We'd, I haven't seen many here. If I actually, say I don't what think they I've seen are, a we'd, one have, here. we'd have to edit it. So, I could message okay. it to you. Ready, edit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll do it. Like, you can even leave it on. I don't care. But... <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in between episodes. Fair enough. Oh, dear <laughs> lord. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, I know five so minutes later. What... <laughs> Rant over about ve- vehiculars, um, Martina. What did you watch? I'm continuing on with my uh, Netflix Marvel series, and I'm Punisher. on season two of um, Jessica Jones. So I'm trying oh, to watch Jessica them. Jones is good. I like Jessica Jones for sure. I'm trying to watch them in chronological order, like the way they've released. And I didn't realize how far behind I had gotten in the Marvel series. And I feel like I have to finish them all before Netflix drops all of them because Disney is starting their own streaming service. Pressure's Ugh. on. Great. Yeah. Well, when Disney starts their own service, there goes a huge chunk of Netflix shows. It's That's a a lot of stuff on there and i don't really think i'm gonna want to pay for a disney streaming service so i figured i'd knock all these out while they're still there that's true i hate disney but you like marvel and disney owns marvel so you have to get over it no i liked i like marvel in itself 
the fact that Disney took it over irritates the crap out of me. Just like the fact that they took over Star Wars. Star Wars was a good thing. And then Disney took it over, and now it's a farce. I just feel like you're just resentful because you had, like, a childhood with no electricity or cable. So you didn't get to experience Disney when you were young, so you can't appreciate it now. No, I never liked Disney to begin with. Disney shows, Disney movies, the whole, like, animated characters that sing thing doesn't do it for me. Like, really, really old Disney, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, that was kind of cool just because it was a car that flew. You but are so other than that, freaking old. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is good. Don't get me wrong. But did you not watch, like, Aladdin growing up? Or... Hated it. Hated oh Aladdin. Gosh. Hated Beauty and the Beast. Hated, like, 99% of that. Now... <laughs> Why was, am I not I was, surprised? Now, like I was, I fan, week, I was a fan of the little toaster. To old Southwood craft. I like the little toaster, but I don't think that was a Disney thing. I don't know who came up with that one. You're probably so remember. amused because it got plugged in. You're like, what is this? I know. How power. does electricity work, right, man? <laughs> what, what is this vacuum? It's in color? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did not record. I wish I could do screen video. grabs because I would definitely post that. I don't know no, how to do it, no, though. No, we don't. We don't need that. We don't mm-hmm. need that. Nah. Just nah. Just nah, fam. So All Steven's right. a Disney hater. That's what we I learned. am a Disney hater. I am a Disney hater. And guess what? I'm going to go old school with my pick. Um, do you ever go new school? Well, I mean, I've been watching newer Netflix movies that have nothing to do with Disney or Marvel. But this is an old school pick. This is a Schwarzenegger film from 1990. Total Two. Recall. And it's a good one. I like it. I like it. I think I watched it, you know, in 1990. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I will I will continue to watch it. I like it. I always thought it was a good movie. So all we've learned about Steven is he hates new stuff and he hates Disney. So, I mean, I will admit that anytime. I do hate Disney. They Hey, to each their own, man. They Everybody they, des- they destroyed good they destroyed good cartoons by making them too wholesome and too much singing. No, society ruined good cartoons because they got rid of like Looney Tunes. Oh yeah, like it's not Disney's just doing what people are you know asking for, where it's less violent and like the cartoons we grew up with, our kids you know are not allowed to watch apparently. I was like, I, you know, it didn't screw us up too bad. Roadrunner and Coyote? Yeah, I mean, man. come on now. I've never dropped a safe on anyone. Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry. Oh, that was a that was a good one. That was a good one. Or Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. Oh, man. Bugs. Bugs is a good one. I miss those cartoons. I, saw I know, the, we're uh, all pretty nostalgic the, right uh, now. See, I well, I guess we are talking about what, what started our, you know... See? where we started so here we go cartoons exactly this is the basis for our childhood well you know when we were growing up it was like looney tunes wishbone like you know old school stuff the Wayback machine nope no you... <sighs> i don't think i ever watched that oh it's great. probably oh, like the from the machine. 1950s it was like in syndication when he was watching it Ha 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 ha. I mean, Looney Tunes, they stopped writing Looney Tunes and doing artwork for Looney Tunes in like the 60s or 70s. So everything in the Looney Tunes was in syndication. He's such a grumpus. He's I am a grumpy. grumpus. He's I'm old. the old. I am old. I'm old. I'm the old grumpy man. The funny part is, I think you and I are about the same age. Pretty much. And Martina's the baby. I think I'm barely the baby, though. Because it's your birthday this co- coming up, right, Trevor? So what? Yeah. how old are you turning? 32? Yep. Yeah, we're a year apart. Yeah. And then you're the six-month marker in between us, I think, Stephen. Pretty much, so. yeah. So Trevor is technically the oldest. But you act the oldest. That is true. Yes. I have to be the old grumpus. I got to pour out the salt. Well, we'll now, I, this title. week, I was not the salty one. Ryan over at Scan or Scon... Would work. I, mean, I think he we're going to have to start like a partial salty. segment of like what brought Stephen joy this week, if that's even possible. No, what brings me joy is pouring salt out, so that, that makes so me So it's happy. really what grinds Stephen's gears? What yeah. grinds your gears? That could be like a mini episode every week. 
Yeah. He's just going to start well, going I mean, since Wood Talk is, is no longer grind, a thing. Grinds my gears this week. That actually is. I can understand why. I really yeah, they just. It, it's it's disappointing. It is, it's, it, yes, it evolved. I, I will agree. They did a great job and they deserve a break. So They do. They do. Which means we need to have Mark on an episode So because now he's free. He's available. Yeah, exactly. And he can tell us what we're doing wrong and how to fix it. He's just going to come on and be like, everything. Everything. Just <laughs> fix hey, it people all. People like Tear what we're doing. I'm just people joking. do like what we're doing. So Speaking gotten... of which, why don't we get into our topic before this? Don't like what we're doing. Let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> this episode is kind of the uh, where we got started. Now, me and Trevor did did an episode about this, you know, I think episode one or two, back when we had hardly any followers. That was back when we were trying to get it off the ground. Exactly, when, back when we were trying to get it off the ground. And Martina has sort of touched on it. There was some of it. She kind of did an intro for herself the very first episode we had her on, and she's touched on other parts. But we've never done an official now, like we're a real podcast thing. We have constant listeners. There's not a ton of y'all, but we appreciate every single one of you. It did make so us we sound have super to... legit when you said constant listeners, though. Like, we have this huge tribe, so good choice of words. We got, Hey, hey, I am, I'm very, hatful, very happy and very thankful for all the downloads we get every week. They're I not in the thousands, good. but we're doing good. We're not, you know, it's not like 20 or 30 random people. I think it's people. because I came on permanently, honestly. It, probably. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying probably. to toot her own horn over there. Hell yeah. Yes, yes. I'll show you my inbox. It's the truth. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how do we want to do this? I guess do we want to just give like a general, hey, this is, you know, this is what we did. This is kind of where we started. Or do we want to like go in the way back and go like, okay, I grew up here and I did this for for a number of years. This is like what my day job is or what my day job was, Martina. <laughs> You know. He was salty with that comment too. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just full of hate. I got poured out a little salt. Y'all, you would think he was the one that had to me. get up early to do this. The way he y'all gets have so salted grumpy. me hard. Y'all yeah. have salted me hard today. So I'm gonna pour out a little salt for both y'all. <laughs> um, Stephen being Stephen. Yep. Suck it. <laughs> That's getting cut. Yeah. yeah, I know it's getting cut. <laughs> Legit. Uh, <laughs> See, the problem is we didn't get like our normal one hour of prep time before we started yes. this, so everyone has to listen to our like normal banter before we can like become professional. We're doing it we're doing it making <laughs> making it style. We're just it's free flow. There you go. Unscripted. Unscripted. Alright, so who wants to start? You go for it since you've been woodworking for eighty years. Oh dear lord. But thank you, I appreciate it. I, I, I have. I feel like an eighty year old man. I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> so uh, my background is I grew up in Tennessee, um, grew up on a farm with my grandparents. My grandparents were my next door neighbors. Um, my parents were not farmers. My dad had a normal day job. He was a he was a businessman. And my mother is in banking. She still does banking. My dad retired, so he is not businessy anymore. Uh, he's now a theater person. So spending roughly 20 some odd years on a farm, I did all kinds of stuff. We set fence posts, we built chicken coops, we, you know, harvested all sorts of different things. I mean, even in my childhood, back when tobacco was still kind of a, uh, a good thing and it wasn't such a, a uh, naughty word. We did actually grow tobacco. No, you what are that not face? old enough no, to be in the generation where enough. tobacco was acceptable. Yeah. Not hating it was against the crop, still, not hating against was, the crop, whatever. But no, we are from the generation to, of when they realized it was bad. Yes, and yet I grew up in East Tennessee, where you still have people that grow tobacco. Tobacco is still a thing. You well, can still buy I mean, cigarettes. Yeah, it can be grown, but it wasn't like a a good thing to like 
it was a good thing as a as a crop as a farmer well, yeah, he was still well, yeah. sold it to Marvel and made a buttload of money <laughs> so, but it wasn't like a about to get it wasn't like a good crop from like a it's going into products that people still think are healthy it's just and a good profitable crop yeah oh dear there's Lord. a difference between like smoking's bad to every listener we don't condone it but if you do it, that's fine as long as you're of legal age. But I mean, no. it's your own choice. <laughs> that's your own choice. However, remember, I was in the medical profession. I can't, I can't re- recommend. I was like, when they thought it was good was like the fifties and sixties. Exactly. Not well, like this, that's it's a, probably it's a weight, it's he was a weight born. loss. It's a weight loss drug. Well, so you that's know. what it is. Steven just thinks he was born in the fifties. We're gonna need a copy of your birth certificate. Yeah, I think we will. I don't even know if there is such a thing. He Who was knows? reborn. They didn't make him back then. They didn't make them. It was it, they had to hand chisel it on a rock, and that rock got lost somewhere. Who knows? Y'all are just full of salty hate this morning, and you suck. Both of y'all that suck. That was not salty hate. There is it salty just, hate. It was just a correction on the How decade. fast no? you and I unmiked our our stuff or unmuted our stuff though to jump down his throat. I don't think yes. you and I have Thank ever you. moved quicker. Thank you. But- <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. And speed, Martina, I am Martina, speed. what? What area of California are are you in where they have, you know, lots of crops that grow and now it's a legal thing, but back in the day wasn't quite so legal. Hang on, what sort of crop is that there? That's up north. That's where they grow mm-hmm. a ton of weed. That's in Humboldt County, which is like seven hours north of me. Just saying. I know. There's nothing humble about Humboldt County. Humboldt. I know it's humble. H U M B O L. I think there's a. Is there a D or just a T? He started D-T. to spell it and then he just ran into a rope. That was. Hilarious. I can't remember if there's a D in it. H O M. You suck. Both of y'all suck right oh now. Oh my god. I'm, I love this episode hard. already. All right, that's fine. It's not my problem. Trevor has anyway. to edit all this crap out. Nope. No, he's all not. This Fine, fine. Y'all are awful. You're just awful, awful beings. <laughs> but yes, that was my that was my start in building, making, fixing things. Was I grew up on a farm? Uh, we didn't have a ton of money, so you built what you needed and you fixed what you had. So it was that's just what we did. Um, my grandfather built their house whenever they moved to, from the mountains of Tennessee down to kind of like the valley area where, where I grew up. So my grandfather had pretty good general carpentry skills, but he was no fine carpenter. I don't think he ever built any furniture, uh, but he did teach me um, the the basic, you know, necessities, how to, how to build things. And because my grandfather didn't really have any power tools, I learned how to use hand tools pretty efficiently. My grandmother still uses a handsaw to cut certain things because she doesn't know how to use a circular saw. I like that your grandma's cutting things at her, like, currently. She will be 90 next month. Man, what a bamf. No joke. She is. She is a, she is, she is a total bamf. And trust me, at 90, she looks better than her, than her brothers and sisters that are, that are younger. She's the oldest of 12. Jeez wow. Louise. Uh-huh. And you wonder why you think I'm an old person's because I grew up with some very hardcore old people. <laughs> that explains me a lot. <laughs> but I didn't spend forever on the farm. I did go to college. I actually have a degree in uh, engineering. Um, I was going to be a construction manager. But unfortunately, the uh, economy took a big old dump about six months before I graduated college. So I didn't really so ever get into construction. you must have graduated in 08? I graduated in uh, middle of 2009. Like okay. it, it hit, right, I right, think right. most part of the world, it hit like 7, 8, and it kind of came, like really started rolling through Tennessee in 09. So it really screwed things up for all of us graduating college, unless we moved really far away or took a sort of specialty job, which I did. I was, uh, I was in environmental and demolition contracting. Because there's always stuff to tear down, and environmental stuff is well regulated. So, even if you don't necessarily have the money to do certain things, you have to kind of do it because it's just regulated. So that's how I got into the field I am now. 
spent three and a half years as a uh, estimator and project manager for an environmental demolition firm. Realized I didn't want to be a contractor forever because I had been a contractor at various points in my life up till to that point. So then I became an industrial hygienist, which, for lack of better terms, is I play with all the fun hazardous stuff that no one else wants to play with, like asbestos and lead and hazardous materials. Mercury that is probably one of my favorite things. A lot. Is it really pronounced hygienist? Hy- yeah, industrial hygienist, like a dental I hygienist. Was hygienist. I know it's hygienist. I think <laughs> you're saying it. Th- you're you're saying enu- it the you're same. Enu- you're enunciating same. one syllable slightly differently. <laughs> All right, fine then. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool. Oh, oh my god. Okay, cool so that could be. <laughs> this is terrible. No, I can't put it in the podcast. I'll tell you guys later about the cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Yes. We're just going to have to write our side notes down. Cool I have whip. a scrap. I'm going to do it because you guys will be there really amused by that story. But I don't want think- people to think less of me when they find out how much of an asshole I oh. am. So. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I uh. thought maybe you pronounce it cool whip. And that's why you didn't want people to, to know about it. No, it's I'm I'm an ass. We'll talk about it later. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> anyway, okay, so if you that leads know, us... You can privately message me too, but I'm not announcing it to the world to have it on a permanent recording. So, <laughs> wow, we are really off track today. Uh, there's ne- there's more coffee needed on both both of y'all. Go get your uh, tea. Go get your sweet tea. Sweet tea. Yes, sweet tea. it's in the fridge. Um, so the industrial. <laughs> as soon as we start talking, anyways, Trevor. Yeah. So. The move to industrial hygiene actually moved me to South Carolina. Prior to that, I had been all over being a contractor, but now as an industrial hygienist, I'm all over too. Um, so I spent probably two or three years in South Carolina. I didn't really have a hobby, didn't have a space to really do a hobby um, because I'd, I'd moved into a little bachelor apartment. And then when my wife moved down to South Carolina, we moved into whatever apartment we could find because we just needed to get all of our stuff moved. And I had no space to do anything. So about uh, 20, probably 2015, early 2015, I was able to move into a condo that had a single car garage, which I quickly took over, moved my wife's car out. She was not real enthused with that and started doing uh, woodworking. And that started with a friend of mine that he and I thought we were going to go into business together because he had access to a lot of pallets because that was the thing of the time, building pallet wood stuffs. Now looking back on it, I'm like, that was not a smart plan on on my part. But that venture never really took off. So I started doing things on my own, realized that in a small one-car garage, it's hard to have a lot of tools. It's hard to afford a lot of tools unless you have, you know, a lot of customers. So I picked up hand tools. And from that point, I've been doing hand tools kind of ever since. Now, I'm not 100% hand tool. I still have a decently, you know, outfitted shop. I have dust collector. I have a new planer that I got recently. Two table saws, because one is my backup saw, the other one is actually my full-time saw. Sanders, vacuum, things like that. But overall, I do most of my work with hand tools. Which leads us up to this point, where it's somewhere along the way, Trevor and I ran into each other, and then very shortly into the podcast, we met Martina, and that has been the thing ever since. As y'all hate on my hand tool, (laughs) old-schoolness, and uh, I hate on y'all just because y'all suck. We're just keeping it real. Yeah. Hey, I like that we hate it's because about to get we real. suck. And we're to- like, not like we're super <laughs> successful, but we're semi-successful makers, but we suck. So. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> you suck as people. You don't oh. suck as makers. You're good makers. You just suck Hey, I people. always tell people, I'm the first to admit I'm an a-hole. I have never claimed anything but. Trust me, ask my wife and she'll tell you that. Ask Amanda. All the time. I tell her all the time. Like, I don't know how she puts up with me. So, uh, We would ask Trevor's wife, but I still don't think she exists. I start to wonder as well. I've never, I don't think I've seen one, no, I saw one picture. I've seen one picture of her, but it was a family portrait with lots of other people. I was going to say, was she Trevor does. in the picture Trevor's as well, relative. or was it just his wife? She does exist. I promise they you. They do exist. He's probably it's like the M and M's commercial. Right 
I am trying to find the one. Wow, you don't even have a picture it. of your wife. That's that's really funny. There you go. Why wouldn't I? Why would I not have a picture of my wife? I don't know. I don't why know. is it you, taking you're me so long to find one? It. <laughs> it's taking me long to find them because I'm scrolling through the maker pictures. Well, this one has shadows, so it's kind of hard to tell. We went to Wizard of, Wizard of Oz, and it's uh, in North Carolina. How long? Hang on, did you go to the abandoned? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you go to the old abandoned Wizard of Oz? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So there's a. There was a one that's like theme park lighting. that never took off in rural North Carolina for our listeners that are in North Carolina or really like just old, weird, creepy stuff. It never really took off, but it's still sort of maintained. There's still a yellow brick road, and I think like once or twice a year they open it to the public to kind of walk through and experience what was. They do. Ready yeah. It's super fact? creepy, though. I've never there seen Wizard of Oz. That's terrible. I really hey, like your bangs. Trevor's got a haircut. Trevor wow. has bangs. What was that picture? Uh, that one was from year a year ago, year and a half ago. See, but I like that you haven't lived in North Carolina for how long, and that was a picture of your wife, and then a year and a half ago is the other well, most recent photo of your wife. More recent ones, but I take them off my phone now so I can free it up to actually record because I use my phone. Good to thing record she doesn't everything. listen, knowing that you delete the photos of her. I don't delete them. I put them on my computer. Oh, you put them on the cloud. He puts them in the cloud. I don't put them on the cloud. Yeah. I just transfer them to the hard drive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I still don't know how the cloud ones. exists. That's not surprising. <laughs> Trust me. There's very few people that I think know how the there cloud exists. More recent. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. We believe right. it now. Okay. Those pictures all do look like a very similar woman, so I'm going to say that that's his wife. <laughs> They look very wow, similar, Steven. so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say that maybe he didn't oh just find my random God. pictures off the internet. Did you hear that? You, this bird literally just flew into the window. <laughs> it died of shock. I thought, oh my! God. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, what? what? I don't know. I didn't hear nothing. Oh my God! He has to be dead now. That's not funny, oh, but sure. that's that's how hard he hit. Well, clearly the Windex is working. You have Windexed your windows well. Apparently. Yeah. Well, Good it's job. been so rainy. All my windows are clean. So. All right. You... So that's my that's my general background. Do we want to do we need to delve into it any further? I think that was no, good. No, we know enough about okay. that now. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. All right. Uh, go for it. Someone next. Take the... Some, someone go. So I didn't have like that upbringing really of traditional like woodworking and stuff like that. But my biological father was pretty handy and did a lot of repairs to our house and stuff like that. So I picked up on some stuff, but then I, Amanda and I bought our house and I was 19 or 20. So really young when I became a homeowner and had to like wow. figure out how to do stuff to the house, like any little thing, you know what I mean? Like in putting in curtains or fixing like doors or whatever and stuff like that. So that kind of started everything. And then, um, as I've mentioned before, starting little woodworking projects around the house, like building my little turtle tank table and stuff like that. And then my uncle who actually does fine woodworking saw it and then gave me his, um, old miter saw and a bandsaw, which I didn't even know how to release the blade of the miter saw when he gave it to me one of my partners at work had to tell me about it like i was like my, t my uncle gave me these tools but i can't figure out how to get like the blade lifted up he's like there should be like a little switch on the back of it that releases it so then i went home and figured out how to use the miter saw and got a craig uh craig jig and thought i could make anything at that point so <laughs> But, yeah, Craig is really good at advertising the Craig jig showing. It's like, you can make everything in this entire house with a Craig jig. <laughs> I did build it's a like lot of you... stuff for the house that, like, I know everyone has their opinions on pocket holes and stuff like that, but I've had stuff that I made with pocket holes six or seven years ago, and it's still, I mean, like, I definitely wouldn't sell that stuff, but, like, it's well, still held up and looks okay. Pocket holes is definitely a step up from particle board. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Know. It's Walmart, pocket holes. Target, IKEA. Right. Pocket holes are better than I than an IKEA wrench. That's what ev everyone that doesn't know how to build things calls it an IKEA wrench. That is an Allen wrench or a hex key. I've never yeah. heard of an IKEA wrench. I haven't either. Oh, so friend. 
Is there an Ikea? In, there's got to be an Ikea in Vegas, and there's probably oh, yeah. one pretty close to Fresno. There's like a couple, closest... three hours away from me. Yeah, so their closest one to us is like above Charlotte. I have one like 20 minutes away. And if you ask anyone that's from the Charlotte area or has like moved down from Charlotte and has gotten Ikea furniture, they're like, oh yeah, this is an Ikea wrench. I'm like, it's a hex key or an Allen wrench. I've never heard they it call called it an, an, they an call Ikea, it an Ikea wrench. wrench. Yeah. Anyway. That was, that was like mm-hmm. my... So starting to build furniture and tinker around the house was my hobby and like kind of mental release from working on the ambulance. So um, I was an EMT first and then while working as an EMT went to school to become a medic. So more responsibility, more stress, all that fun stuff. Um, worked as a medic for the same agency once I passed, finished all my schooling and everything and then uh, became a paramedic supervisor, which is kind of as far as you can go in the field until you decide to go into like actual desk job management and EMS. And then I decided to fall through my addict. Um, (laughs) because that, so you make that sound like that was a choice. Yeah. Yeah, The the thing is you make it sound so nonchalant too. You're like, I just fell through my attic. So it's funny that you made the particle board comment. So this is like this makeshift attic space in my garage that the previous homeowner installed and all of it is plywood, like subfloor throughout it. Like, and I was up there one day, like taking down Christmas decorations or something like that. And then um, the part I was standing on. So if you're looking from the ground up in the garage, it's drywall. And then if you're up there, it's like completely dark. So you can't see the ground, but you know, it's plywood. Well, it turns out that portion I was on was actually particle board. And I didn't know that until I fell through and then looked up and I could finally see enough light to see that it was particle board. So, um, which is weird because I had done it tons of times, gone up there and nothing happened. And that day, just by chance, just, you know, fell through. Um, So I tore some uh, ligament in my left shoulder and continued to work and then finally had surgery. And I was out of work for almost a year. And then... um, went back to work finally after release from physical therapy and everything like that. And it was just really hard because like you have to lift people, you have to lift heavy equipment, you have to Mm -hmm. carry people, all that stuff. Like, you know, whatever happens in emergent situation. And it's not like you can take a break and say, hold on, my shoulder hurts. I can't do this. You just have to push through it. So I had to make the decision of whether or not it was worth it to continue to put wear and tear on myself not being very old, you know what I mean? Or um, find something else to do. So we decided to take my woodworking full-time with the little bit of knowledge that I had and try to make this thing work. Nice. Not the falling through the ceiling, but... Everyone asks me if I'm going to, like, repair that spot, and I'm like, I don't know, it kind of serves as a reminder, one, to be careful, and then two, like, you know what I mean? Like, where where this like naughty by nature started from so it doesn't really bother me so every dent has a story there you go so here's the question that i have to pose to you as someone who fell well just a few months ago fell and injured themselves um how long did it take you to go back up in the attic i hadn't even had surgery and i went back up there so it took like six months for me to finally get scheduled so within that six months i you know what i mean Okay, so you were not hesitant to go back up in the attic then? No, but I mean, I'll, like, I don't want to say that I'm, like, completely fearless, but I think, like, having worked on the ambulance and stuff like that and being put in, like, terrible situations, like, you kind of just don't question stuff. Fair. It's not, like, some yep. super safe job like everyone. It's like, oh, you're not put in danger. You're not a cop. I'm like, you know, we put got put in plenty of crap situations that we shouldn't have been put in i could see that yep so it just this is a sidebar it took it probably took me about a month or a month and a half before i got back on a ladder with any sort of um ease of you know ease of of mind because i was like you know what now i'm gonna look at every ladder now that i fell off a ladder i'm gonna look at every ladder and be like "Mm, i don't trust you you don't look safe I still so own was the yours that I fell like off of. rickety, or you just had it no, set it up a, poorly? 
what it was is I don't know if I I really don't know exactly what happened. I just felt like I was going backwards, like I was falling backwards. And then I think I tried to like catch myself and whenever I did, the ladder went right, I went left and hit the concrete floor of the shop. Luckily, there was not anything in the way and I just went straight down because like two feet if I would have fallen two feet closer, I would have went straight down on top of a table saw. How far up were you? Mm, four and a half, five feet. Like it wasn't it wasn't a big fall, but it was it was enough to it like knock my spine out of alignment. Mm. So I had to be reset, which was awfully painful. It wasn't it wasn't the spine that hurt; it's because all my bru all my ribs were bruised. Mm-hmm. So whenever the chiropractor pushed down on me real hard, that was awful. That was the awful pain. Hitting the ground wasn't so bad because it was just a rush of adrenaline. But <laughs> whenever the chiropractor has to like reset you after a few days, and now everything's all bruised up, that's what sucked. Got it. Yeah, mine. It was. Like, it's a little higher than eight feet, and then I'm 5'8", so, like, that's, like, a long drop to the ground when you do that. Yeah, so you that. had, like, thir- you had about 13 feet of fall. It's a pretty good fall. You can, you can, energy, you can injure yourself pretty, pretty easily it's in really less than It's really funny, because afterwards, I had just a bruise, like, on my tricep. That was it. But then I was like, man, it really feels like my shoulder just keeps popping out of place, like... And then being super stubborn, it took me forever to finally go to the doctor. And then once I finally went, they're like, oh, yeah, you messed yourself up. So I guess apparently this ligament is like a clock. So like a whole circle. And they're like, you tore it between the 10 o'clock and the 2 o'clock. I was like, oh, that's a legitimate tear. No wonder I haven't been able to lift my arm above my head for months now. So yeah, I'll have to That'll ask Liz what what exactly that ligament is and, and it's how the exactly it works. I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then, yes, I know exactly yeah. what that ligament is and how it works. Yeah. So I have pins and anchors. For those that now. don't know, my uh, my wife has a doctorate in physical therapy. So the joke, the running joke, is I have an honorary doctorate because I helped her and her friends study for three years. Nice. Well, she right. can give I'm me. Not some... that, I'm not that smart, but I remember certain things. Well, she can. Uh... We'll chat afterwards because I need some neck stretches because I have degenerative discs in my neck from all, you know, the wear and tear of lifting the pride and joy of the area that are over 400 pounds. So, yeah. Some, some real classy folks. Yeah. There. Real classy folks. <laughs> so. Yes, I will I will ask her to, uh, to, to help you out. Yeah, I think either way, if I didn't, like, medically retire myself, I was going to get forced to with my neck eventually anyway, so I just Probably. retired faster than I thought I would. Hey, you retired before the age of 30. That's a... It's technically... A, yeah. lot of pe- a, yeah. lot of people can, a lot of people cannot say that unless they're independently wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, she didn't retire from trying to work. She just yeah. retired from that job. I know. I'm just, I'm just yeah, messing. Just technically permanently disabled now. It's okay, though. Very true. All right. So, Trevor, that leaves you. I know. What cool the... story do you have about falling now? I, that, trust me, there's not a... There, uh, oh, we're not fallen. saving the best for last. I have definitely fallen. Um, not off the ladder, though, yet. But I've come close. My drill has taken multiple dives. But... <laughs> not <laughs> you know, even when you have close the drill, to comparable. I, I'm aware. Yeah. No, I've... <laughs> I'll tell you my fall in my story. How about that? Okay. No, um, I grew up in Indiana, and my my dad did a lot of that fixing stuff at home. So I helped him occasionally, but at the same time, I wasn't super interested either. So there's probably a lot of things I could have learned way earlier than I did, like soldering, but I just didn't have any interest as a kid. He didn't really push it. I still helped him do like some woodworking projects and whatnot. And they did, my parents did craft shows. And I think they still do to some extent. But he would make like rocking airplanes or rocking chairs. But I never, at the time, like I'd help with it, but I never got like super into it. I was more into sports and playing, you know, basketball, soccer, or whatever. And. Growing up, that's mostly what I did was sports. But my fall was actually from snow skiing. 
So I used to do like amateur big air competitions and rail competitions. And my worst one was probably when I did like a 35 foot jump and tried to do a, uh, well, the trick is called like a misty 540. So it's like a front flip and you're turning 540 degrees. And I landed on my left arm and broke it. Yep. And then my other worst one was when I went off a 75-foot jump and tried to do a cork 720, which is where you spin, like, sideways, and you spin 720 degrees, so twice. And I landed on my left hip, and it ballooned up, and I had to actually get, like, a shot from the doctor to reduce the swelling and everything so i've had my fair share of i didn't know you were so cool large falls yeah i didn't realize that he had any sort of uh any sort of sporting skills whatsoever but now I'm he not sounds gonna lie, i just figured you were a big old square cool. well thanks yeah i appreciate it well i mean i always just assumed he was a nerd <laughs> exactly you, know? you have a laser you like, can be I a nerd you're... and still like sports no man. yeah they're no. called they're called sports statisticians mm, nice. that's probably pronounced wrong too how you just so I, I mean, I took multiple falls while skiing. I, I like, I fell down rails and bruised my rib cage. Like I've gotten injured more times. Where was this at? What state? Count. In Indiana. Oh, okay. Once again, I still understand where in the world you were snowboarding at. Cause like you don't have any, you don't have anything that at all resembles a mountain. You might have like a tall hill. So we, that's basically what it was. So it was a tall hill that they had, <laughs> they did man-made snow. Oh, and the reason okay, I okay, did okay. the park was because it was like the longest hill there you could get down in a minute. So Dear Lord. I did the park where it was all rump, jumps and rails. And then I could get right back on the lift and back up to the top. And I could do like 40 runs in a day. That's what I did. Um, and I'd stay out there like late at night and do rails and i had so my mom used to make me wear a helmet for good reason and there was one where i actually hit my head off the rail with the helmet on and it actually cracked the helmet like front to back fully in half okay that's um i've taken yeah, my fair work. share of hard hits don't worry okay that's we give you a little bit ladder, we give you a little more falling. respect now yeah all right, we can we can respect you a little I bit have more to now. Admit, you going earned your street cred. Going off a seventy-five foot jump is probably the coolest feeling in the world. Because you just you're just like floating in the air, and then when you go to land, it, it's obviously frightening. But I've never skied or snowboarded. Like when you want, have you guys ever watched like X Games? Mm-hmm. Like this, the Winter X Games with slope style. Yeah, that's basically what I was doing as an amateur i'm not gonna say i was really good at it but (laughs) like that's what i tried to do that's cool so i did that and then went to college and had a lot less time to do it so got my degree in engineering and then graduated when the economy also dropped like a rock Mm -hmm. and people were actually getting like their they were getting their full-time offers rescinded at the time. Jeez. Like, there were people that had jobs locked up, and the company said, we can't hire you anymore. So it was tough. So instead of, like, trying to find, like, an intermediate job, I guess, I went straight back and got um, a teaching assistant position and went to grad school. And got my master's in computer graphics technology, which is like 3D CAD modeling and computer graphics stuff to aid with the engineering side. So that's where I learned a lot of the, I guess, the core base for Illustrator and CAD design. And then ended up getting a job after that in Portland, Oregon, doing CAD support and training. So I used to train industry professionals on how to use Katia, which is a 3D CAD software. And then ended up getting a job in South Carolina, moved to South Carolina to work as a tire designer. 
and then did a bunch of the CAD modeling for that and then got a promotion to be a project engineer there and then ended up moving out here last year to be a senior project engineer at my new job so and when I was in South Carolina it was like 2013 I was like I need a hobby <laughs> so I actually looked for a hobby that was inexpensive to get into and didn't take up a lot of room at the time because we were in a rental and I ended up with paper cutting so I had like a cutting mat and an a uh, art knife like kind of like an exacto knife and I think all in it cost me like 20 bucks so you just really were into origami it sounds like I had nothing to do with origami <laughs> I had never heard of paper cutting until you started talking about it yeah so basically it's like you print out or draw your design on paper and then you hand cut it with an exacto knife on a self-healing mat and I used to do that. I sold a few, and that's how I got some money. And then in 20, it, late, it was like part of 2013, we bought our house. And that's when I started getting into like buying woodworking tools. And I used to peruse Craigslist all the time. So most of my tools are from Craigslist. Either buying them used and then reselling them and getting you know a different one used or whatever and built my collection and then got interested in lasers because I was trying to figure out a faster way to do the paper cutting because it would take me like 12 hours and the machine could do it in like 10 minutes so I learned from my friend Bill now at Pinpoint Creative Studio about lasers and he kind of taught me the majority of what I know and started saving for a laser and had the opportunity to do some training videos for a CAD company online. So I recorded, I think, like over 150 videos for him and saved all that money and used it to buy my first laser. Or rather, the epilogue, the first epilogue I had. And then I just kept making things and trying to sell them and built up my garage over the last four or five years. I really like your line of finding an inexpensive hobby and your hobby slash side hustle has become quite expensive with your new purchase. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has definitely gotten slightly out of control, but it has always been paid for by either like the side CAD training stuff I did or by selling stuff I make. I have i don't think I've ever taken anything from my normal paycheck other than the first $20 that I spent on the paper cutting stuff. That's cool. And then I like I upgraded my printer while I was doing paper cutting from like an 8.5 by 11 to like an 11 by 17. So I have a a larger printer than like my normal one would be. So that helps me do some stuff on occasion. But it's it's been a long four and a half to five years trying to build stuff up. But, you know, I also decided that I wanted to get certain tools, and I just worked until I made it happen. I either took extra side work, like extra training jobs or uh, whatever to make it happen. That's my story. It was nice when I had like a full-time paycheck with working as a paramedic because every paycheck it was yeah. like, I'm going to go buy myself a new tool because I could use it for this project. And now, like it was fun and like hobby-like. And now Amanda's like, how do you need so many tools? And I'm like, I'm running a full-time yeah. business doing this. We have to make this purchase. Yeah, I try to never use my normal paycheck for anything maker-related. I've always tried to keep it separated. Yeah, whenever so I was financially responsible. Hmm? I said you're so financially responsible. That was that was just part of how I was raised, I guess. Yeah, in high school, I that's what I spent my money on was tools. Like I would buy something probably new, 
every week or every two weeks whenever I got my paycheck, I would probably spend at least $100 in tools. But it was all mechanics tools. If I was smart, I would have bought woodworking tools, and I would have had some really nice stuff by now. Not to say I don't have nice stuff now. I just, I mean, I might have, you know, started with El Cheapo stuff and, you know, now own like a whole fleet of Lee Nielsen. Who knows? Well, and when I was going through all this and trying to get like tools and whatnot, I did do a lot of searching Craigslist, finding a tool that somebody was selling at a low price because they either didn't know what they had or they just wanted it gone. I'd buy it. And then I'd I'd make it look really nice, clean it up, you know, replace blades or whatever, and then resell it. And I that's how I built part of my garage up. Like at one point I had an Excalibur scroll saw, and I fixed it up and resold it. I'm guessing that's a good scroll saw. Is that what that? They retail for like, I think thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars or something. Okay, so that's a good scroll yeah. saw. That's like a that's like a House of Timber scroll saw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a good quality scroll saw, but the guy wanted like 300 bucks for it. So I think I bought it for like 300 and then resold it for like 6 or something after cleaning it up and replacing I think, it. I think that saw fell off the back of a truck somewhere, man. I told you, that's all that's no, for sale in my guy, area. You could tell the guy, nothing's for sale in Las Vegas, but in South Carolina, you have Atlanta, you have Charlotte, you had Asheville, you have parts of you know greenville and everything and there are so many people that would work in those areas there are tools everywhere on craigslist yeah i missed out on getting some uh some some festool for for relatively cheap like 175 bucks for yeah. a sander they were gone in an instant the guy cannot sell his um his pistol grip uh router though well yeah, he still got it but i mean that was like the mecca for finding used tools and i can't find anything here here if i look on craigslist it's like buy this dewalt drill that's five years old and looks like it's been beaten up and it's three hundred dollars exactly it doesn't even retail for three hundred dollars yeah so i don't even look at craigslist anymore yeah i have a hard time finding anything used to i know your struggle i don't even try anymore but now you know this is where we are all at. What are you doing? Why did you just was, put your hand? I think he was. I was cleaning stuff oh. off my monitor. Oh, I thought you I were trying to wrap us all in. <laughs> I was like, "What is he doing?" No, I was cleaning off my computer screen. <laughs> so confused, man. So confused. All right, so we ran kind of a unique gamut of you know how we got started and things like that. Martina, I did not realize that you're your biological dad actually built stuff like i thought that was like i thought i thought yours was just kind of just a um came from boredom and then your uncle was able to give you stuff because he liked to do woodworking as well so the that's kind of like a tricky little thing because i was only around him until i was about 17 so when I finally got to the point where I owned a home and then needed his help, he wasn't around. So then I had to figure a lot of it out on my own. But my father-in-law is a pretty handy guy, but um, he he's also physically disabled like me. We joke that like we had the same injuries and he's 65 and I'm 31 because he can't do a lot now because he literally needs to have his shoulder replaced. He's had both knees replaced, everything like that. So he's been able to talk me through a lot and I've been able to do like the physical work of it. So I've learned to do a lot more stuff because of him. Um, And then a lot of it was just YouTube and trying to figure it out and being too cheap or not being able to afford hiring someone to do it for us and that's kind of how I started building furniture for us too was that I wasn't about to pay normal retail prices for something that was made out of particle board or MDF even if it took me a little longer and I had to buy a couple tools to do it like it was still better in my opinion to have something made out of wood than that yeah most of our stuff is honestly particle board that i need to replace and start building our own yeah it's just a slow process like you start your family you know you start your adult life with affordable stuff and then you start to grow up and then you can afford solid wood or you learn how to make it yourself what is that little smirk for steven 
Well, it's because Trevor said, you know, I've got to build stuff, and then I, I go back to, you know, Trevor doesn't. Trevor doesn't woodwork. He doesn't build nothing. The laser does. Come on now. He could build some cool furniture with his laser, though. Just be super modern. Like he's. That's true. You've sent some. You like your lamp design and stuff like that. Like you could do really modern. I, I looking. could make some cool stuff. You could do some the panels is... and stuff like that for like a puzzle-looking bookshelf oh, yeah. and stuff. Like you could definitely do it. I usually just run into the time restriction where I, I can't seem to find the time to do it. But I've, I mean, I like to think that I have some design skills. Maybe not as good as, you know, actual furniture designers, but I try my best. You know, what's funny is I looked and I, this, I don't know, I never subscribe to a newspaper, but I get a newspaper every week. I think the the whole neighborhood does. But the back, I was looking at the back of the newspaper and it was uh, advertising authentic stickly furniture with with real joinery and made of solid cherry and oak i was like real stickly i'm like you just mean arts and crafts furniture that's all that's all it is is just arts and crafts furniture but you can't say arts and crafts anymore you mission style furniture has kind of gone by the wayside so now they're just rebranding it it's all the same stuff like it's just the man who drew up the plans i wonder if it's actually as solid as they're promoting though I don't know. I'd have to go see Probably it. Veneered. The thing, the thing is, what I did like is they advertised real joinery. Well, so somewhere, some marketing person has figured out that that's 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 going to work isn't out. Isn't that open to interpretation though? Holes. Yeah, like what's real joinery? Is it like actual traditional style joinery, or is it any joinery yeah, is that it like is man-made versus <laughs> machine-made? Is so he has to eat. Oh, he's getting mad. Oh yeah, yes. I don't know. It's, it says traditional visible joinery. Now it looks like mortise and tenon. Let's see here. Old colony furniture. Auth- authorized stickly dealer. I really figured wow. he'd put like some spectacles on to look at this newspaper. Hey, monocle. hey, hey, monocle. Hey, don't even start with me. <laughs> We've been dealing with the glasses thing for the past week with Liz. And no, I don't need glasses. I've got perfect vision. So don't even start with me. I don't use glasses. I do not. I have to wear glasses. I know you do. And I have a feeling like Martina should wear glasses as well, but I'm not sure. Like, I feel like. There we go. See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew y'all both needed glasses. Don't hate on us glasses, people. I'm not. I'm not hating on it. I just. It's just. Like, when you're in the store, like a lens crafters or whatever, you're like, oh my god, there's so many people that come through here. You're like, I didn't realize people needed glasses this much. Probably because he wasn't allowed to play video games or watch TV when he was little. They didn't exist. (laughs) He had an Atari. I did have an Atari. still after his time. I did have an Atari. (laughs) You know where we got it from? The flea market? Big Lots. Big Lots. I love Lots. Steven had the stick and the wheel that you the just hoop, try to the keep st- the, stick yeah, the hoop. Stick in yep. the hoop. And you just That's what flick Steven it down had. the roof. He kicked, we also had a can, can and we kicked it. We, yep, yes. we kicked the can. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we wrapping up this one now? Because we're just going to yes. pick up Hate y'all so much. Yep. Hate you exactly. so much. You're awful, we love you, awful Steven. human beings. I think this is why Trevor brought me on. He decided that I could come on because he had someone else to team up and pick, pick up Steven with. Exactly. That's exactly right. Don't worry, I will throw shade at both of y'all if I need to. We know that's why it's we throw super shade easy. At you. It will. It's Amanda super was asking easy. last night how what you guys make fun of me for, and I said so far the only thing is the fact that I drop the Wi-Fi every time we're podcasting. But <laughs> <laughs> you true. haven't done this time. You haven't which is surprising. Knock yeah. on wood. It's one episode down. Oh goodness! About time. All right. All right. Stephen. So I think I think this is it for episode thirty-one. We have gone off the rails again like we do every episode but we found out new interesting things about each other like mm-hmm. i didn't realize that you know that trevor actually had some sporting skills i thought he was just straight nerd through and through <laughs> you yeah you'd be surprised i played yeah. a ton of sports growing up so i don't know we were texting one day and you didn't call it a hoop for basketball you called it something else and i said clearly you didn't play sports oh man i can't remember what you called it though well, it's either basketball hoop or basketball goal. Oh, we called it goal, goal or rim. And I was like, you didn't play sports. And you're like, I played basketball in high school. And I was like, there's no freaking way if you called it a goal. That's what everyone calls it. Yeah, what are you a, talking it's about? It's a basketball goal. 
I think it's like a Midwest East Coast term. thing, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, Losers. I mean, people call it a hoop or a goal. It doesn't matter. Or a rim. Oh. A rim, yeah. I played basketball from like third grade all the way I've through I've never 12. heard it called a goal. I don't know. It must be you yeah, weird it must be California a Midwest people. Thing. So everyone listening no, to this episode, please write in to the Make Revision podcast Instagram and let us know what you guys call it. Non-working related. There we go. We'll like Thursday, Friday next week, we'll put a poll out there what we go. you there call we go. basketball hoop assemblage insert term i'm sure it was a midwest and southern thing i don't know hey i mean like basket that that's where basketball like reigns is is in the the south and the midwest where are all the good teams in the south and the midwest (laughs) you're gonna get so much hate Okay, all right. Who's who's I'm, leading right now? I'm in the Tennessee. land of the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. So I'm talking about co- I'm talking about yeah. college, oh, basketball. college basketball. College basketball. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, college basketball. Okay. Well, you got to go with UConn, but I watch women's basketball. So okay, fair enough. So. Okay, UConn University, does University of Tennessee Lady Vols, always killers, always. Uh, didn't UConn win the last like eight seasons? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but they have historically, like, for for like 20 or 25 years, they were, like, top ranked for a number so, of years. For the guy side, it's usually, like, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, maybe UNC. We're definitely losing maybe. listeners. Louisville, yeah. Louisville's usually pretty We're good. definitely losing, losing listeners oh, yeah. talking about basketball anyway. this long. Anyway. All, All right. right. We're just going to cut. Just cut I think it. that just wraps up this. episode 31. Just cut this. Yes. <laughs> All right. Y'all have fun. Bye. We'll, we'll see you in five minutes for the next one. Thank you for listening to today's show. As a continued listener, we greatly appreciate your feedback, your input, and just downloading the episode every week. If you're a new listener, thank you for hopping on, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we also hope that you continue to join along with us every week as we'll put out new podcasts covering all sorts of makers' topics. Also, be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com, where we'll post valuable resources, tips, tricks, and maker swag, including stickers, because, you know, makers love stickers. And we'll do this to help your maker vision become a maker reality. If you have any questions, suggestions, or any general input about this particular episode or previous episodes, you can reach out to our podcast email at MakerVisionPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on our Instagram, and that's Maker Vision Podcast. Even better, you can reach out to us directly through my personal Instagram, that is Old South Woodcraft, Trevor's personal Instagram, Maker Experiment, and the personal Instagram of our newest co-host, Martina, at Naughty by Nature Designs. She also runs the Maker Vision Podcast Instagram account, so if you have questions, you can reach out to her either way and she'll be happy to help. Also, if you really enjoyed today's episode, or even if you didn't enjoy enjoy today's episode, let us know. Give us a review. Hopefully it's a five-star review to show us that, hey, we've been doing good, but if you didn't, tell us what you didn't like about it, because we're happy to hear from you either way. And once again, thank you for being a listener, and we hope to see you next week. 